0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my, my best friend of me, Toasty. And uh, Toasty, we're doing another uh, Bestiary episode today, and I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Why Verns? This is, this is another one of those moments where Testy just doesn't I talk I should
1: have expected that
0: <laughs> I thought you would too I was, I was set like, with myself oh man Ugh. today's oh, episode man. is about wyverns wyverns? wyverns? how do you pronounce it? I, I say wyverns Wy- wyverns not wyverns <clears throat> Yeah. W-Y- I've probably, probably
1: subconsciously been trying to avoid jokes like that all of my life <laughs> Right.
0: right yep Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, another bestiary episode. And like many of these other episodes, we're going to dig into what we know about wyverns in Mm -hmm. the games, in the books and in each of the games. And sometimes things are a little bit different depending on. Which of the games they were in and how they worked and and the methods for dispatching them if you are a witcher. And then we're going to get into some real world mythology about the origins of the creatures and what they might have actually been drawing from for the books or from the games. So where do we start, Toasty? Um, As always, we start with a journal
1: entry or bestiary entry. Uh, Wyverns are unlucky to be frequently mistaken for dragons. Seeing a reptile approaching a flock of sheep, peasants panic. (laughs) <laughs> they expect it to breathe fire, massacre everyone, and abduct the local virgins. While it, is, <laughs> <laughs> while it is true that wyverns hunt sheep, they neither breathe fire nor lay waste to whole villages, and they are completely indifferent to virgins. <laughs> they
0: don't care about
1: virgins at all. Uh, but they do need to eat sheep, it seems. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so wyverns, or in the elder speech, viverns, just a V. Viverns, depending, um, are an endangered species of the, uh, endangered species of the anithosaurs. We're getting back to that fun word or uh, Yeah. It sounds like a type of dinosaur, but I think, it, I think that's the idea yeah. uh, behind it, because it's like this, uh, and basilisks, basilisks were ornithosaurs. So like a reptile yeah. type creatures. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Another with snake-like legs, legs, snake-like
0: necks, and <laughs> <Wow>. long tails. <laughs> we're off to a real great start today. We're just, we're basically going to turn this uh, wyvern into a Netflix monster by the end of this episode.
1: I just like that. Just like said that. And then it was also like <laughs> snake-like absurdity snake-like legs because snakes don't mm-hmm. have any damn legs right. so it's like uh snake-like necks and long tails that end in a venomous trident adorned almost fully in dark scales their menacing teeth allow the creature to swoop down from the sky easily snatch their prey and carry it off to their nest not caring if it is sheep or man
0: so as long as it's uh meaty and they can
1: eat it then they're happy essentially yeah. uh uh so moving on to the witcher one um in the game wyverns do not appear until chapter two mm-hmm. where they are initially restricted to wyvern island in the northern part of the swamp
0: and this <clears> is normal <throat> like the, the way you go through the witcher one is like very sectional you go from one place to another so if the creatures just don't happen to be in that part of the world you're just not gonna come yeah. across them
1: this stuff which this and all of our stuff when we get that remake is entirely subject to to being completely different because i imagine yeah. they're not going to be location locked like or the game's not going to have like the location locked that it did
0: right in this like remake you don't have to progress <clears throat> through certain parts of the stories just to go to another part of the map mm. uh, yeah uh, potentially so of course they are from the class ornithosaur
1: uh they occur uh in the wilderness or near human settlements they are a natural element of an ecosystem and they are prized by
0: druids who tame them so they, because, okay, so let's just take a break here. The fact that they are reptile-like, they're kind of like dinosaurs, they they, they don't feel like other monsters or even other ornithosaurs. They feel more like animals that just kind of exist in the world naturally, even mm-hmm. though they're <coughs> classified as monsters and they weren't necessarily always there before the conjunction. Um, but they are a little bit more natural than, say, you know, a ghost or a wraith or... You know, some, yeah. one of these like really spooky or weird, really strange monsters.
1: Yeah. Well, like essentially they're kind of like just giant flying snakes, like, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and <clears throat> I guess in, in the sense of like balancing, uh, the ecosystem because they don't discriminate against their prey, that means that they are kind of, they probably are like the equalize because they go for what there's more of essentially. Right. So like, if there's more like prey animals, then it's going to get a bit more balanced from it, but they'll also like go after like pre- like natural pre- predators, because mm. again, and then even, you know, humans, right. uh, which kind of leads to just like the balance of like, you know, keeping, uh, they don't discriminate. So they're not preying on a certain food source and therefore limiting. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So what else do we know? Uh, they are immune to or they are resistant to stun and poison attempts makes sense a lot of monsters in this game resistance to stun and as a i almost said poisonous as a venomous creature um of course poison will have less of an impact on it Mm -hmm. um and they are sensitive to silver and ornithosaur oil um as far as their attack tactics they dive at their opponents try to knock them down and poison them with venom works for me simple and straightforward yes. mm-hmm. That's um, what i do
0: to my opponents what about the alchemy <laughs> another one of those moments right, where toasty just <laughs> his brain stops
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah so alchemical components you can get off of them are the toxin uh, their wing membrane and venom glands, and they also drop
0: wyvern meat, as they should because as I bet should. it's delicious. Hmm. I mean, they're like flying snakes. People eat snakes, right? So they probably yeah. just taste like more snake.
1: Probably, like like some. I mean, I've never had snake. I've had alligator.
0: Mm-hmm. Alligators pretty good. Yeah, like so. it tastes like chicken so
1: pretty good so I imagine that'd be our actually where was this at whenever we were doing our uh our like food monster like thing <laughs> uh episode <clears throat> uh then we have a, a bit of an excerpt uh, from the monster book uh that was released with like the deluxe edition of the witcher one mm-hmm. um this has got a little bit of cool information that I thought uh so Ordinary folk often mistake wyverns for dragons. Witchers, however, immediately recognize these flying lizards which tread upon the ground on two
0: heavily muscled legs. Right, They don't have they four all- legs like dragons. Dragons have four legs and wings. Wyverns or mm-hmm. wyverns have two legs and like winged arms. Like arms yeah. slash wings.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, one of the big, big things about Skyrim that a lot of people will yeah. shit talk on the internet is that None of them are actually dragons. They're wyverns. Right. Um, right. But, you know, man, wyverns are just kind of a subspecies of dragon, if we're being honest. Right. So, yeah, you can,
0: um, you can kind of split the hair different ways. But yeah, yeah.
1: Um, they also know that when fighting this beast, they must avoid the venomous stinger at the end of its tail and its jaws that bristle with deadly teeth. <clears throat> Clearly. The concept for the wyvern emerged from the human fear of reptiles. With its flat head and long neck, the creature resembles a snake. Its extended tail only strengthens this impression. The Mm. dinosaur-like hump on its back makes it all the more terrifying. The bright colors of the sketch immediately suggest a venomous creature. Thin, long spikes seem to protrude directly from its curved spine, and along with the beast's general posture, serve to emphasize its malicious and
0: treacherous nature. There's an interesting point in here. The bright colors... Suggestive venomous creature, which is actually a very common parallel in real world creatures, is that oftentimes not every creature with bright colors, but like certain types of snakes tend to have brighter colors on them if they're venomous. uh, So so on and so forth. Um, Toads like there's all sorts of types of creatures that
1: the colored ones, some creatures. I mean, it's such a it is such a common theme. Of like brightly colored venomous creatures that like there are even creatures that have adapted themselves to like mimic said venomous creatures so that they don't have to
0: worry about predators you know like things don't mess with them because they think they're venomous when they're not
1: yeah the one that like strikes the mind is that there's like the coral snake and then there's the the snake that looks exactly like the coral snake but it's not venomous at all yes can't remember the name of
0: that yeah king uh, King snakes and coral snakes um and it's just the pattern is like blue and it's yellow like or, or red and yellow it's like or alternate. it's its like if the red and yellow touch each other then they're, they're bad ones if they're if they're if the black is in between the red and yellow then they're good ones or whatever i don't remember there's a rhyme that goes with it i worked at a camp it's in like, florida we have uh, these in florida all over the place we came across red one. and
1: yellow kill a fellow yes
0: red and black friends with jack or yeah, something that's like it that. that's it and i remember so. working at the camp the summer that I worked at this like summer camp and we had gigantic alligators out in the lake but there were snakes and walking down a path I was walking right behind somebody and they happened to notice it I probably wouldn't have and they went oh my god and they stopped like five feet away from this yellow and red and black snake crawling across the path and I was like oh my god what is that and they stopped and they looked at it and they're like that's a king snake. <laughs> I was like, mm. are you sure? And they're like and we thought we thought for a second, we're like, Yep, we're not touching that one. And it scurried off into the bushes and then we just kept going. But like, yeah. Uh it's no joke. See, I i I just
1: nearly my, my thing is I nearly stepped on a baby rattlesnake one time. So <laughs> Nice, nice. Which, you know Ooh. there's no mistaking those guys. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's just bad. Mm-mm. Um so as for locations that wyverns can be found, swamp, lakeside, fields, and the Keramoren Valley in the Price of Neutrality module, um, and sources you can find uh, wyvern information in the Anithasaurus book, and that same lady from that tells you about the list in exchange for milk and beer, milk or beer, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. I so um,
0: same same sources of information for for these guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So we have, uh, just like many of these other monsters, none of them show up in Witcher 2, because Witcher 2 is a much more like culture, people focused game, very mm. l- less open world and any of that kind of stuff. But in the Witcher 3, we've got lots of different monsters. So they show up again here. And uh, there's a, a bestiary entry. <laughs> Do you want to read in one of your funny voices? Oh, God. The- okay. Oh, <laughs> well, who, who is a uh, lecturer <laughs> of natural sciences? This is from Albina uh, Totenkampf. Lecture of Natural Sciences in Iritusa. I feel like to- Toten- total Kampf should be like a, a German. Like I uh, I can't do <laughs> a good German. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't do a funny voice for this. One. But it says most dangerous of all are the royal wyverns, or as they're called in some circles, the royal pains in the arse. <laughs> so uh, and then it goes on here. I'll read the rest of it. It says. Uh, Wyverns are often mistaken for dragons, like we mentioned before, and though they are much smaller than their more famous kin and do not breathe fire, they are likewise extremely dangerous monsters, especially feared, are the so-called royal wyverns, who, like their namesake monarchs, are exceptionally ornery and extremely deadly. (laughs) Just like a king. So, Uh, yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, So, uh and of course this is in line with uh you know the similar the ornithosaurs uh to which are 3 um they are now uh draconids mm-hmm. uh and of course they have the variation of the royal wyvern uh and they uh, occur or currents uh wyverns have been spotted nesting in northeastern valin though it must be stressed that these beasts are highly adaptable and have been sighted across the entire continent and the Skeletor Isles, hmm.
0: Hmm. so great. So you know, they always just like, worry about them, regardless of where you go. Right? They're <laughs> just like everywhere here. And I, I can jump in with some of the stuff if you don't mind. I'll okay, good. I'll, I'll read some stuff too. So they are susceptible to golden oriole, grape shot, draconid oil, and ard. So um, why is why do you think ard is useful against them? Because as with all like
1: flying enemies, we you time your ard, it like blasts them out of the sky um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. it like That's really it. messes up their flight pattern it's just, right like, right you know they they teach you in like the beginning of witcher 3 like you know if something's flying at you like that shoot your crossbow at it mm-hmm. but ard does the same thing it's, i always just use
0: the crossbow i always and, just like shoot them up, I, and then they land or they crash and then you fight them on the ground
1: i i generally give up on the crossbow unless it's like uh, shooting it like drowners underwater Mm-hmm. Because you know it just one shot kills them, which is super useful. Yeah. But like the crossbow is like so slow in like as far as like reaction time, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just easier to just click like art and then bam, you're you're good. Yeah. And it I think the range of it is it's a bit more like forgiving. Yeah, maybe like crossbow sometimes throws off like as far as the aim, sometimes it goes, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. For I some feel reason. like there was
0: a, a button combination <clears throat> where it would like auto-target on the on, maybe that's only on keyboard and mouse. But there was something the about crossbow? crossbow where there were times where like it does auto target
1: right the, like it's like a weird thing that sometimes doesn't always work so you're like mm. I go to shoot the crossbow and then I just get hit in the face by this thing anyway or like needs it to means.
0: be reloaded so it takes longer than you expected and then yeah things off yeah yeah so yeah uh, yeah
1: uh, with Ard you can just you know it's there just blast and your signs come just back blasted
0: so on a tap so might as well right right so the loot that's available in The Witcher 3 from The the wyverns is dragon scales, even though they're not dragons monster blood monster bone monster brain monster claw monster eye wyvern eggs wyvern hide wyvern mutagen and wyvern trophy Lots of different stuff. Uh, It's kind of weird that they've got dragon scales. It's probably just big scales, but they call them dragon scales Yeah, probably I mean it's it's similar um
1: Typically, a wyvern will attack from the air, attempting to knock its prey down using its wings. After it lands, it will attack with its tooth-filled beak in an attempt to draw attention away from its most deadly weapon, the stinger, that can be found at the end of its long tail.
0: Mm, a,
1: single strike fr- yeah. a single strike from this carries risk of poisoning from powerful toxins. Even a witcher will experience riching pain when injected with the venom. So preparing ahead of time with golden Oriole is suggested.
0: Yeah. Stay away from that tail. It's like a scorpion kind of tail thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, let's go a little bit more into the combat tactics. What do you, if you were actually facing off against one of these, what do you need to do? Uh, So wyverns
1: are like, we've been saying quite venomous uh, and they are able to spit their venom from a distance and while also being able to inject it directly via its stinger. Uh so of course golden oriole have that ready cuz this thing you're not safe far away you're not safe up close just you're going to get prepared. you're
0: going to get hit. You need you need this in order to uh deal with the the venom.
1: Yeah. Uh ard and ard, they will fly around their prey well beyond crossbow range before they will swoop down at breakneck speeds in an attempt to claw at their victim.
0: Claws Ard, and teeth and poison. Jeez. Yeah. Go on. This, this is
1: scary dudes. <laughs> scary dudes. Uh, Ard and grape shot can bring a wyvern to the ground, though they are tough enough to be resistant to crossbow bolts, but uh, other more lethal munitions can force it to the ground. So uh, hit it with a big shot of some sort or blast yeah, it with Ard. Yeah. yeah. Which I, another thing to like point out here, cause it's like you often, you know, grape shot against flying enemies, right? Like it's like, is there anyone else that just, like, doesn't like to even try throwing bombs at the flight? Because I feel like it's so close by the time that you oh, yeah. like, want oh, to no. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I it never do that. It blows up in your face, so right. I'm just like, uh-uh. no, I don't like no, it. No, I
0: save all my grape shot and stuff for, like, tossing down into, like, holes in the ground, like the nests that are, like, holes in the ground or, yeah. like, that kind and of sometimes stuff. Sometimes
1: I'll use yeah. them, but, like, it's, like, if I'm far enough away, but, like, if, like a flying, like, flying enemies go so fast that, like, once you like throw it to hit them they're in your face and therefore you bombed yourself
0: Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh, so what about when they're on on the ground yeah okay uh
1: once on the ground a wyvern will prefer to strike with the talons on its feet its teeth and its tail It is possible to parry the bites, but if unsuccessful, the consequences can be deadly. They don't appear to be very good at dodging while on the ground. An unending series of fast attacks has been seen to keep them off balance so they don't attack right to the point that they die. So get on them, stay on them, but don't let them hit you. Yeah, And, and just like keep just fast attack, fast attack, and it like staggers them. So, you know. But it kind of luckily mitigates here, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> with.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the wyvern from the games and the other references. But we still have the mythology to go into, which is always a lot of fun because of the way this stuff works out sometimes. So stay tuned for that. But first, we got to go thank our patrons, so we'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. hmm Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is our patron break, and thank you to all 16 of our current patrons. We don't have any new this week, but if you'd like to sign up and join us for a future episode, like being a tier for lesson and be able to chat with us on the end of the month episodes, then you're welcome to do that because that's coming up on the 30th, just two weeks away from the current recording. Today it's the 16th as we record this on Monday, live streaming it on the internet. So thank you for joining us uh, chat. And uh, if you'd like to do that, head over to patreon.com slash Witcher You can get ad free episodes. You can join us on future episodes, shirts, and we've got new shirts that we're working on uh, with some some really cool new designs that will be rolled out, I believe, next month next month, maybe. Some, it's, it's coming very soon. I'll double check it. But that stuff will be available for patrons and uh, everyone who helps support the show. So thank you very much for those of you who do. And that includes our higher vampires, Jared M and Ben of Tamaria. Thank you to both of you guys. You get shout outs every week. And if you would like to help us in other ways, leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts is a great way to do that. We will read out five star reviews in the future, or you can leave us a rating on Spotify or whatever platform you listen on, as long as there's the ability to do that and uh, we very much appreciate it so thank you to everybody who does that everyone who shares the show with your friends whatever you guys do we really do appreciate it and thank you for being here that's it for the middle of the show this week but stay tuned because we got more stuff to talk about with Wyverns and mythology you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's onion. right yeah All right, so we've got the history and the uh, mythology of the real world stuff. And of, as with many of the things in The Witcher, it gets pulled from typically Eastern or Western European mythology. What do we know about Wyverns historically?
1: So, uh, although the first depiction of Wyvern has been lost to history, it is Clear from bestiaries and alchemical texts that these little dragons were well known throughout Europe as early as the medieval period, in the fifth century
0: A.D. Yeah, so this is really a really cool point. The, the fact that we're doing a bestiary episode on mm, fake creatures from story and and video games and things uh, doesn't mean that bestiaries did not exist in nature. We've or in the in the real history of the world. Like we've talked about this a lot. How uh, ancient times or medieval times like monks would write bestiaries and Mm -hmm. you'd have like chickens and bears and things like that but then you'd have like wyverns and like basilisks (laughs) like creatures that we know don't really exist in, in our world but they thought they might have back then yep uh so some scholars
1: have speculated that the wyvern may have sprung from roman war banners which would have been seen by the early europeans when rome's conquering forces began to spread spread north this idea is supported by the fact that the etymology of the word wyvern can be traced back through french to the latin word vipera
0: which would have been used by the romans oh interesting so vipera same same foundation for like viper for that you know basically venomous snakes yeah uh which like
1: I'm not like an expert, um, but when how is the Roman Empire was like, like even like way earlier,
0: right? Yeah. As far so as like history goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. like the Roman Empire hit its height around what this third or fourth century. So it, like the medieval period is hundreds of years after that. So yeah. the idea that like like if you if you track the like the development of Europe stuff, right? You've got you've got the Greek period, you've got the Roman period, and then the Roman Empire starts to fall apart by about 600 AD. And then you end up with this kind of dark period afterwards where all the places that they had settled uh, through northern Europe start to disassociate with with Rome or get taken over by quote unquote barbarian tribes or whatever. So the education and the the influence of Rome kind of continues on a little bit, but not as formally. So those people from those groups would have been familiar with the symbolism and even the language that the Romans left. So something like seeing a flying serpent on a banner like this is talking about, uh, you know, of armies from hundreds of years ago. There would people would still be talking about, oh, the armies of the flying serpent or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So and in the language, like, for example, modern French is and and Spanish are both highly evolved versions of latin just over longer periods of time so Vipera would have passed on so wyvern having a foundation in that there's there's a word etymology kind of continuation there too
1: yeah. uh so as for uh heraldry because we actually get to see like the idea of like dragons and you know therefore wyverns in some cases are used on a lot of things uh there's a lot of heraldic crests. So Wyverns are believed to have appeared on English war banners as early as the eighth century when Wales was represented by a red dragon and Wessex by a gold dragon. By the 16th century, the popularity of this little dragon as a symbol of courage and strength had earned him a place on the coat of arms of many prominent families in Wales and Wessex. By the 19th century, English companies nationwide had begun to use the dragon dragon net as their logo and today he can be found as a logo or mascot around the world
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, these are these are very common in old like symbolic heraldry and uh, banners of these minor like houses that fought for you know power uh and here is
1: a, a thing that i found that i thought was a very interesting little fact uh dragons and wyverns are said to be preternaturally hot you know, the whole like fire breathing thing. Mm -hmm. So according to a 17th century authority on heraldry, who in turn took his cue from the prophet Jeremiah, (laughs) the fact that wyverns and dragons are always shown with their mouths open in like, you know, heraldic emblems is because it's as if they are gulping at cool air
0: in order to keep themselves cooled down.
1: Yes. Huh? I was like, that's an (laughs) interesting, like fact there. Weird. Uh, So moving on to, you know, the real fun stuff, uh, the physical resemblance between Wyverns and dragons has led many people to believe that these creatures come from the same family. That may be true, but they are still very different species with important physical differences. First and foremost, Wyverns have two legs, whereas dragons have four or in some ancient descriptions, none. The smaller serpent's legs are also more bird like, long and spindly, with widespread toes and sharply curved talons, where a dragon's legs are more reptilian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Not only do their legs give them a unique look, they also give them a unique style of
0: movement, hopping, hovering, and pouncing instead of crawling. Kind of, yeah, kind of like uh, the way birds, some birds will like hop along the ground Mm
1: -hmm. rather
0: than walk like a reptile would yeah uh oh man I'm just trying to like
1: there's like a like a giant dragon like crawling towards you to kill you sounds like terrifying <laughs> i'm wondering if like some just was like hopping at me i yeah, wonder if i'd be like scared a, it's probably <laughs> doing like a like a
0: like a weird snake <clears throat> bendy thing with its neck while it's its feet hop forward oh man Ooh. i would oh man
1: i don't know i'd probably die still because i'd be like oh man you're cute let me pet you and then <laughs> i would die but it's just like it's just kind of like. Oh, look at this little guy. Um uh, second, the Wyvern's tails have a unique barbed end. Some texts claim that this barb is actually a stinger that can deliver a painful dose of poison, which one which would give them one weapon in their arsenal the dragons don't have. Other texts describe dragonets who have adapted to semi aquatic life by developing a more fish like tail.
0: So the poison tail is a direct that is a direct pull into the Witcher from mm-hmm. like mythological sources yeah this so i'm trying well i'm trying to
1: think what's the other thing is it a is it a manticore is this the other like significant like mythological creature with like a poisonous tail oh maybe i right? think because manticores have dragons, like scorpion like, tails i think or something like something that something like that yeah but it's like it is like a kind of a unique like facet of 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 things mm-hmm. so you know of course this isn't the manticore episode so Maybe some other time. (laughs) Right. Uh, So special abilities. Uh, Wyverns share many of the same abilities as dragons. They are outstanding flyers, and they can often be seen circling high in the sky as they scout out treasure to plunder. When they manage to make off with a new trinket, they carry it to their lairs where they hoard their treasure their hordes however are not nearly as impressive as true dragon hordes which have been known to make men sick with greed and envy mm-hmm. comically the little dragonets will collect anything shiny even if it is nothing more than a cheap spoon
0: <laughs> so they're like they're like the budget dragons they're the budget dragons of the dragon world couldn't afford the same,
1: like all the legs <laughs> couldn't afford
0: the right. same hordes. Right. right. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> look at my horde of golden coins. I've got a bunch of shiny little <laughs> little pieces, crap pieces of metal. It's just imagine, just. Imagined, uh, a oh,
1: wyvern we sitting on a pile of silverware it's just like that's yeah. where they like laid out for right. naps. Right. or even
0: worse just like uh like the the tabs of like uh cans of coke that just like get Ooh. broken off and thrown thrown you know, yeah just little shiny pieces of aluminum oh <laughs> that aren't my worth gosh. anything
1: yeah <laughs> uh, they are fearless fighters even more so than their calculating cousins who usually only fight when the odds are in their favor that's because dragons are smart <laughs> Yes, right? <laughs> Wyverns will plunge into battle with any enemy, regardless of how powerful it looks. Whether or not the little serpents can breathe fire is hotly debated. Certainly, they don't contain an inexhaustible supply of fire like the mighty dragon does. But some texts do describe Wyverns spouting small balls of flame at their enemies or onto a straw roof. They have even been nicknamed fire drakes in some medieval bestiaries. Hmm.
0: So it just it, like with all of these things, there's so many different sources and so many different little communities that had their stories. So some of the communities were like, no, nah, they're poisonous. And other communities were like, no, nah, they breathe fire. And then I, can you imagine being in a, a pub in like the year 1600 and just like somebody's like, I saw a wyvern the other day. It burned my house down. And then the other, the other person's like, wyverns aren't, they don't breathe fire. They're not like dragons. And they're like people just getting mad at the pub at each other about a mythological beast, and none of it's true anyway. Oh, man. Honestly, I'd love to watch that, though.
1: I'd love to <laughs> right? watch just a, like, right. part of right. just, like, a random scene in a, right. in a movie. The old I'm guy just, in like, the corner is like,
0: like, and like, boys, calm down. Only real dragons breathe fire. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah. oh, shut up, actually, old man. Honestly, that that that's kind of like, um, the, the episode where, like, Geralt goes to Sintra, um, you know, the where he, like, invokes the law of surprise. Mm-hmm. But, like, those two dudes are, like, arguing about how many, like, heads that one thing has. Uh-huh. And they're just arguing back and forth. There's just, like, Geralt's just over there, like, you're both idiots. You're both <laughs> right,
0: <stupid."> right.
1: <laughs> right? Shut up,
0: you're both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, finally, uh, the Wyvern's deadliest weapon of all is their breath. Even if they can't breathe fire, they can breathe something far more dangerous, pestilence. Mm. They mm. spread contagious disease wherever they go. And during Europe's dark ages, they were blamed for spreading the Black Plague, a grotesque disease that claimed millions of lives.
0: Yeah, like even in the conservative numbers, like a third of the population was just mm-hmm. destroyed. Um, yeah, Which but this, this tracks because people were trying to come up with all sorts of different explanations for why... This disease ravaged the countryside um, and and came back in many places multiple times. Uh, so the idea that like, oh, it's the devil, it's demons or mm. it's a dragon or a wyvern or whatever totally tracks because as we've seen with many of these things, when it comes to the mythology, something just made crap up and then uh, and then somebody else just spread it around. And then it, now it's in a book somewhere. <laughs>
1: hey, man, you don't know, like maybe the wyverns are just only active like during the 20th year of a century and that's maybe that's what happened you think you know, covid was a
0: wyvern pestilence i mean it,
1: it tr- wasn't isn't there a thing like didn't like <laughs> didn't like the 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 black plague happen like the 1820s and then uh like, the 1920s 15... there was another big disease
0: oh th- yeah there's there have th- been th- multiple <clears throat> like diseases recur- the original black plague i believe was in the 15th somethings 13 somethings i don't know i'm re- i'm not remembering anymore mm-hmm. 13 somethings and then it recurred in the 15 somethings and then mm-hmm. like you, there's like maps and things that will show you like it actually tracks north it starts in the south and then moves north and then and then the recurrences of it happened and and all of that so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but um but, it just
1: shows that people are look they always look more up than they look down because <laughs> you know as we know the, the real reason for that was like the disease that the rats spread, right? right?
0: So, right. It was trading across, you know, long distances and, and a disease that jumped from rats to people. Um, but that's what diseases do. And yeah. And there's kind of just this cycle of just other diseases that come in and out. Uh, but so that's, that's it for the wyvern, uh big snake, like serpents that breathe venom or fire or pestilence and have a uh, sharp pokey tail, big claws, chicken legs, two chicken legs, Still not something we really want to mess with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> yeah. like anything with chicken legs, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat chicken at dinner. Um No, yeah, well that that I, I like I like chicken though. But it's like just generally speaking like all the things that sh- like they're never good. All the mythological monsters with chicken legs are never good because it's like, you know, these things basilis uh mm-hmm. uh are usually depicted with chicken legs. Mm-hmm. Then you get to like Baba Yaga, who's normally depicted with chicken
0: legs in her hut, and it's like it's never good if you got chicken legs in your like it's bad. If you yeah, if you have chicken legs and you're not a chicken or goat legs and you're not a goat, bad news. Like that's Mm -hmm. a sign right there. Stay away from it. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this was fun. Um, another another bestiary in the in the books. Um, I don't know that I'd like to fight one of these things. They're the kinds of monsters that. It seems even kind of a little crazy that witchers can take these things down because they are just, I mean, they're large, they're extremely deadly in lots of different ways, very capable, very quick. They can fly. Uh, These are just one of those, like, really, like (laughs) a human being could do that. Take one of these things on. It's. Yeah,
1: that's I mean. It granted in like the Witcher three specifically. I honestly would rather fight these things than you know cockatrices because like at least golden orioles just like bam you know like poison poison's taken care of but you Mm -hmm. know with with cockatrices that bleeding effect they do is it it sucks way more
0: in my opinion is rough. yeah yeah. well even just a a monster being this big having the talons like being able to fly and like the talons of an eagle have you seen like the size of an eagle's talons they're huge. Oh yeah. They're huge. Yeah, They're bigger than your sure. hand. Like and then like just the hand like the foot like part generally of a bald eagle. Prey,
1: you have to wear like like those like the the arm guards in right. order to like even like bird tamers right. and stuff. They've like put on those big thick leather arm guards because like if it like the bird perched on their actual arm it'd like tear it up because oh, yeah. the talons are so wicked long and sharp so yeah imagine that
0: times what you size size that up yeah (laughs) like that's just and then the big the beak with the teeth inside it like a goose we've talked about geese before and how terrifying that is oh god like any like one just one clip of your like your shoulder and now your arms falling off like that that's the scale that we're at mm-hmm. here right yeah. so like you really genuinely have to be faster than it you have to have some other abilities because you can't just block it with your sword that's not gonna work <laughs> right so you need some protection from your your signs or whatever you need to be able to like get it unawares and that's that's part of what's so fun about these books and the stories is that the witchers have to be very smart about the way they don't just overpower these creatures because they can't So they have to Mm. be very very smart about the way they hunt them which is which makes them so so exciting you know for sure yeah so that's uh wyverns this week Tosti, you have an idea where we're gonna go next week we're gonna continue
1: our tour and um despite you know the state of that show that we are done (laughs) discussing and (laughs) won't be bringing up um You know, it takes place in a very prominent location and it's right there next to Tamaria, which was the last place we visited. So moving on to Sintra. Zintrea. We're going to Zintrea.
0: Zintria. (laughs) Zintria. Yes. (laughs) Uh, cool. No, that's cool. That's it's a that's a really cool location with a lot of cool history and all sorts oh, of fun yeah. stuff. So some. that'll be exciting. And then the week after that, we're having our patron chat. So patrons, if there's something you guys would like to discuss, feel free to start sharing some ideas on the Patreon. And if you're not on the Patreon, and you want to talk about Witcher stuff. Join us on there. robots radio Patreon. There's a link in the show notes and you can just yeah, there's lots of channels, lots of different shows, but a lot of friendly people, too. So find the uh, Witcher Lorecast channel and Post some stuff and see see what you can get people to respond with. It'll be a lot of fun. You got anything else going on, Toasty? Yeah,
1: so um as always, follow us at the Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Um and uh if you're into Cyberpunk, uh, I do both the Cyberpunk lorecast with Genesis. If you're interested in, in you know another lore lore heavy world. Um, we're also doing a tour of of the globe right now and talking about the different, you know, regions of the world mm-hmm. um in, in cyberpunk. Um and then I also do the cyberpunk actual play, uh cyberpunked, cyberpunk
0: apostrophe Fiji, um, if you're interested in something like that. So <clears throat> yeah. And then all of my shows, robotsradio.net, including the ones Toasty mentioned, all the other shows on the network, but also mine. So if you want to check out the, any of the other Lorecasts about all sorts of awesome stuff like Lord of the Rings or Elder Scrolls or Fallout or Mass Effect or Starfield. Starfield, we're getting closer and closer to an actual announcement for when that's coming out. So if you're into video games, you're going to be playing some Starfield. Starfield Lorecast will be gearing back up once we have more info. It's kind of in stasis right now, but we'll be doing that as well. And uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. This will be it for uh, this episode. So until next time, stay safe on the path. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.